0: Log Talk Radio. Beep. Beep. Beep.
1: My mind was CR tonight, and I was just coming on thought we'd do an early, fri- early show before Friday. Tomorrow we have our normal show, um, which is uh, Days of the USS Nimitz, where I will have Adrian and Dan Zarn on again, and they will talk about what it was like to uh, have Dan deployed in the Navy on the USS Nimitz for two years while um, Karen was at home taking care of their son me. Uh today we're going to shoot off into another little area that I like. One of my Hello. Hello. Now I do have a special guest with us right now and that is my friend Kim
0: Remsen. Kim,
1: how are you this mo- mar- this afternoon?
0: Oh, I'm fine. Everything here in the control tower at Furnace Valley is uh, going A-OK.
1: So it, it's kind of funny that, um, you know, we talk about this. I never thought I was going to get get back into uh, model trains. I kind of dabbled in it when I was a kid and I saw, you know, my my mm-hmm. grandfather's set. Um, and I think that's usually what everybody's recollection is, is that Grandpa – or dad at some time had a train set. Um, well and I think with me Yeah, go ahead.
0: With me, um, I got my introduction to trains when I was really little because my father worked for the railroad when I was really little and he also worked for the railroad before I was born. So when I was younger I can remember him taking me down to the yard in Fort Edward to watch the switching and whatnot and a couple times I actually got the riding the locomotive which was kinda of neat. Um and of course we have two well actually I should say three layouts in our basement. One's mine, one's my dad and then I have a smaller engage one and I have my engaged one which I haven't, you know, dug out. But mostly right now I'm into doing the doing it in Legos because it's kind of a little bit more I kinda of love it. It's actually fun. It's something different but um And then I also got my first taste of working for the railroad last year when I worked on the new tourist passenger train that just uh, started up in Corinth, the Saratoga Corinth and Hudson Railroad. And all all the equipment, including the locomotives, is fully restored vintage equipment.
1: Nice. So that is a uh that's a steam setup, correct? Or are they or they nope it's diesel.
0: No like no nope, nope, they're diesel. These are diesels. Um one of the diesels uh was built in nineteen forty three and was originally um the locomotive was uh built in nineteen forty three in Schenectady, New York and it used to switch the cars around in the alcohol yard. And then the other diesel that they have, uh I can't remember the number of the second diesel, but it was a Delaware and Hudson diesel. It's painted in uh, black and yellow. The number that I can't remember, like I said, I can't remember the number on the that one, but I know the other one, alcohol number five is uh, green and yellow, and that's the color of the Saratoga Corinth and Hudson Railroad. And that train runs on the Adirondack branch, which is the branch line that goes from Saratoga to, to Hawes. And they've been renovating the tracks from Saratoga they're hoping to go into Saratoga this summer but this coming or the weekend not this weekend but the weekend after next they're, they have the Maple and April Festival in Hadley Luzerne. and they're going to have the first train going back into Hadley since 2000 let's say since 2013 or 14 I think or somewhere around there and okay. um so everybody's, you know, everybody's excited about that, and you know, they've been, you know, restoring the tracks, restoring the signals, and at some point, um, like I said, I, of course, I they haven't called me back up there, you know, to, to work up there, but I mean that's okay because i you know, we had a regular, I got a regular part time job now, because this this one was just, you know, seasonal. Um, they're hoping at some point to maybe go into Saratoga and to maybe um go more into the Village of Corinth, but to get into the Village of Corinth, they're going to have a lot of work to do because there's a couple crossings that there's like three crossings that need to be, um, you know, renovated and restored and everything. And there's one street where they took the crossings out, but they know that, you know, put them back in, wow. obviously, because beyond where the old paper mill was, mm-hmm. there's a um, park there that has a railroad crossing which you know they're hoping maybe you know this is going to be like maybe you know like far 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 probably into the future um you know because of all the work you know and restoration on the track that they have to do of course today i saw a picture they made um the owner who my father used to work with when my dad um you know worked on the on the bat and and up on the, upper the River railroad um the fellow the fellow who you know who, um, you know he oper- he runs the, you know he he manages the, you know the, um, the train up there. They made these beautiful reproduction um railroad crossing signs, the old diamonds that say uh, railroad crossing, look out for the cars. Nice. If you've I don't know if you've ever seen I don't know if you've ever seen one of those signs, but um, there's actually um one that i know of left that's still standing and it's over in um uh Shusha, new york which is about it's about oh, i don't know maybe like half hour hour away from me where my uncle lives and um that sign is still standing and it has been repainted it has i think as far as i know it has been restored you know it's been repainted and they redid the you know the lettering and everything on it And the old bell that used to ring on the back of it is still behind it, but of course, you know that bell doesn't work anymore, obviously. But it's kind of, but you know, it's kind of neat. So I, you know, I actually have my dad to thank for getting into, you know, you know, rail fanning and not overloading this. And it's just fun, and it's also relaxing. But also, in the same aspect, it also unleashes your creativity Um, because there's no limit to what you can make, you know, and what you can create on a model train layout. Like for example, right. like for example, um, with Furnace Valley, I came up with a name for the housing development, and so far we've got uh, what uh, two houses? We have two houses on the on the development there, right?
1: Yeah, I've got I've got two houses physical so far, um, and mm-hmm. actually, uh, my uncle just got a 3D printer, so a, he might be able to help us out with some buildings there.
0: Okay. Um, because I've been looking on eBay at some other houses. I found I found one that's that looks almost similar to um Marty McFly's house. I found one that's pretty doggone close to, close to looking to it. Um, and of course, um, oh, let's see, I also found an N scale house that has a swimming pool. Oh, cool with it so you know there's a thought (laughs) um and also too for since the business district is now a little bit bigger which i think is nice um woodland scenic who i can't recommend enough for buildings and for um in the their landscaping equipment or landscaping products i can't recommend them enough because they're Items are high quality. They aren't, you know, they aren't garbage. They're high quality. And, um, and if you're looking for good rolling stock when it comes to N scale, uh, Atlas and, uh, Cato and, um, micro trains, I can't stress enough because, you know, they're the best of the best and their stuff is not, you know, garbage. Um, I tend to try to stay away from, um, uh lifelike in um Afturn for the simple reason that their stuff is their their stuff does not last as long and the other reason is not with turn but with lifelike lifelike has a bad habit of falling apart because I actually had that happen with a couple of cars that I used to have from them a while ago when I was doing N scale and, and it was and it was not only not fun but it was also kind of embarrassing you know you're running a train and then the next thing you know, the the wheels fall, you know, the wheels fall off the you know the truck, and it's like, uh, right. uh. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: and I've I, I've got that with a couple pieces of my rolling stock where you know I I run the Bachman Easy Track, um, just just out of simplicity, uh, and I'm starting out as you know, um, and a lot of people I would I would tell people when you're starting out, go as easy as possible and go go with the easiest user interface um Mm -hmm. but you know i've got one piece that came with a starter set and i've got another piece of rolling stock that i bought by my own i've had real sets come off come off the uh the trucks
0: so oh geez i
1: just I just got to get back in there and put them in, but you know, with the visual disability and the N scale, it would be a lot easier if it was like HL or O scale. It'd be easier, but you know, I can do it. But so, um, and basically, so let's let's talk a little bit about, um, okay, so you, you we've made the decision that okay, I want to get into trains. So yep. let's do the let's let's talk this up. We want to do it. I think the next step is to sure. survey your house or where you're going to do it and find out a suitable uh, a suitable area. Like for me, right. I'm saying, my table is a three-by-five. It was the old uh, mm-hmm. desk purpose. Yeah. Uh, I was going to do HO or an O, but in looking at that scale, uh, I wouldn't even, for O, I wouldn't even have Enough space for a simple loop. Um, no, and,
0: HL, and for anybody, you- and for anybody that's going to start out, you know, it's like if if you're real little, you know, it's like depending upon the space, I would say H O But when you have a desk, like you said, like with you know your sizes, N is the way to go. Um, and you want to, and when you're getting a starter set, you want to be really careful about you know who you get it from, because you want to make sure you know that the that the you know the rolling stock works the engines work and you don't have any issues um another thing i strongly advise is be careful about buying locomotives on ebay <laughs> um been there, they done right? <laughs> mm-hmm. been there, done that yes because we had that issue with uh the um sansei locomotive with the war bonnet colors and um yeah
1: this guy here. and we did
0: yeah, and we did warn um, we did warn everybody on the on the group page about you know that seller. Um, and one thing I can't I can't I can't um I can't you know emphasize enough is is if you do get a locomotive from eBay and you know the the person listed on eBay is oh it's in you know good working order blah blah blah. Well, when you get it and that thing doesn't work you don't have to worry about sending it back because you will get your money back for it. You will get your money yeah. back 'cause ebay ebay will make you know will make sure of it because um, you know, there's a lot of scammers on you know, scam sellers on eBay and I guess right. um you know, you just want to be careful. Uh the other thing too is um when you do go shopping for model railroading, I cannot I one place I cannot recommend enough is um Andy Klein model trains and more. I can't I can't remember off the top of my head, but that's where I got you know that's where you got some of your stuff. And I know you said you were very pleased with what was sent. Um, oh yeah. But, but they have an excellent selection, and their customer service is U.S. based. The shop and the company are out of Maryland, and that guy knows his stuff, and I can't recommend that place enough and they pretty much have everything and if they don't have what you're looking for they will special order it for you any oh, any I, model, any any model train shop you walk into um if they don't have what you're looking for there's always a good possibility that they'll be able to order it for you because 99% of um the things you get in a model train shop comes from the um oh I can't think of the name of that catalog now Walthers Walther's, because I know, yeah, Walther's, yeah, and they've always got, you know, they've always got, a, they always have an excellent selection, because Walther's mostly carries, not only their own products, but they also carry a lot of Atlas, they carry a lot of um, micro trains, they carry a lot of uh, woodland scenics, uh, they carry a lot of the uh, uh, many, you know, the little, the little figures and everything, and, and for, and for little figures, for little peep, for people, like you know, like people and workers and everything. One company I can't, one company I have. There's two companies that make the best people figures for train layout, as far as I'm concerned. They're both German companies, but their, but their work is it's top of the line. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not garbage. Is Preiser, P-R-E-I-S-E-R. That's how you spell it. And then the other one is knock spelled N O C H. And they've got some great figures. I mean they've also got some that are, you know, a little on the Bye. side, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Bye. Um Bye. of course when I found out from somebody that they actually made those, I like, kinda of looked at the person like they had two heads and I'm like, You're nuts. Huh. And then finally when I saw the pictures as proof, I was like, Oh, Julie <laughs> Um, but there's no limit to your imagination what you can build on a, on a train layout. It's like, I have a, um, I have a friend who's a fellow reenactor
1: because mm-hmm. you
0: and I are both reenactors as well, and that's going to be for a few, you know, and that's, I know we're going to be talking about reenacting in the future show, obviously. Oh, yeah, that'll
1: be a future uh, show that's in the works.
0: Yeah, uh, but anyways, I have a friend who is a fellow reenactor. He does um, uh he does American, he does French and Indian War, American Civil War, and World War II. Well, he has an HO scale, um layout, and he does all, uh, diesel from the, uh, 1950s and 60s. Oh. And, um yeah, and, uh, <laughs> when he told me, um he had a, or he actually has this on his train layout. He has a red light, he has a quote, red light district on his train layout. And I asked him out of the clear blue, and this got the biggest last... I said, "Please tell me you don't have an adult movie house on that layout." He says, "Yep, I do." And I was like, "Oh my god!"
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm so like you.
0: What...
1: Huh? Going back to what you were talking about with the uh, Walters catalog. Um, so not only do I have N scale, but I actually have a HO uh, setup. And, no, I uh, y-
0: yep. Uh,
1: so when I got that, I ended up getting the uh, BNSF uh, train set.
0: Um, oh, Nice choice.
1: I think that was the Bachman, yeah, Bachman Rail Chief, I think.
0: Yes, th- that's and, think and, that was... and, and and as far as and for HO, okay, for HO uh, scale trains, um, I strongly I strongly recommend um, Bachman uh, Atlas and Athearn for HL because that's like the, that's like the, you know, they're like the the Cadillac of HL scale, just like the other companies I mentioned are the Cadillac of you know, of N-Scale because they stand behind their product, which is amazing. Um, Well, I'm
1: looking at the, uh, At our questions here, and uh, Todd, one of my buddies that does reenacting as well, and he Mm -hmm. also does. He says uh, reenacting and trains must go together, and I do agree on that.
0: And and that is true. That is very true. And there's um there's a great event that happens in Elgin, Illinois, which I would oh my, which I'm telling you, I would give my I would give anything to go to it. And I'm hoping not. Well, not this year because I've had, you know, we've had a lot of problems. But I'm hoping maybe next year. Fingers crossed that we um, can make it out to it because they do a World War II um, Rails to Victory event, which is fun. Oh, I know.
1: Yeah, yeah our friend uh, Rebecca put that together.
0: Yes, and I gave her and one of the other guys kind of an idea for a scenario and they actually kind of like it, you know, but they got to see how they can, you know, write it into it. And if you're familiar with the movie, um, oh, I can't, think of that one. not, not that's the future, but there's another one where the guy falls asleep and he, and when he wakes up, he finds he's in a different time, he's in a different time period. So I kind of came up with the idea of something along that lines. And of course it's a, um, royal british army soldier and um and uh just to give a heads up for i mean i hope you don't mind me plugging this um but for a future show i'm going to be discussing the the reenacting group i started with our wonderful host here <laughs> mm-hmm. um but uh yeah the uh, british soldier wait wait something finds out she's uh now in the uh, mid-40s and she's not in england anymore so things kind of get, you know, things kind of get a little, you know, interesting. Um, but there's a lot of, there was a place that uh, in Pennsylvania that used to do an event, and they don't, and they don't. And sadly, last year was their final event. And I was supposed to go to it one year, but then something, you know, but then I got had my surgery, so I didn't end up going. Um, but um, there's another uh, place down in. Um, it's in Florida, and you you went there. You went to the rail museum that's down there. They do a World War II event.
1: Okay.
0: And I want to look into that because that looks like a heck of a lot of fun. And um, you know, there's and I know the the train that the plate the where I worked on this past summer. They they were thinking about doing a World War Two train World War Two train this summer, but I guess they aren't gonna. I guess from my. Yeah from what he told me they aren't gonna do it which is kind of which is kinda of disappointing, you know. Right. But, you know, it is what it is, you know, it is what it is. But but yes, uh Jeff, uh trains and uh reenacting, they do go together. there's there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. But you are hundred percent correct because um, you know, if it wasn't for the railroads, especially during the Civil War and especially during World War Two, you know, the factories and whatnot wouldn't get their, you know, materials to make, you know, musicians and and guns and, you know, all that and all that um, and all that stuff, you know, they, so railroads had been a big, huh?
1: Had to come from somewhere. There weren't any semi-trucks, at at least in the Civil War.
0: That's right. That's right. And, um, you know, it's, um, my father was telling me, that um, a lot of the steel, like a lot of the iron ore that was used to make, you know, the steel for the planes came from the air, the fighter, the fighter planes during World War II. My father said a lot of the iron ore came from up in um, Tohaws, which is the place I just told you about, where the the hopefully the new um, train that started up is going to hopefully go into at some point because they want to start getting, they want to start running freight up there, which I think would be wonderful. Because then they could, you know, start shipping um, the garnet and the iron ore by rail again. Because I think that would be, a, you know, a great boost to the, you know, the uh, economy and whatnot, you know. And a
1: lot of it came out of uh, the Masabi ranges here in Minnesota. Um, that's
0: right. Was it
1: uh, the MNIRR? I think I was, I think I'm right on that. Yeah, I think that's
0: I think that's a I think you're right. Um there's also if you like watching videos of um uh old railroad crossing signals, there's a great uh, uh collection it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's like a collection of videos. It's on one it's um uh, I can't remember it's and you can find it on YouTube. It's um uh, let's see if I remember. Wigwags, Griswolds. And something, and I can't remember what the other one was, but it's from all over the United States. Like, they've got the old um, uh, Southern Pacific Griswolds, and then they have the or Southern Pacific Wigwags, and then there's um, the old um, Griswolds, and I can't remember. There was one other one, but they've got them from all over the place. There's, there's a great one. There's a great video of uh, Griswold that's in. I can't remember where in Minnesota it is. But it's the uh, Erie Mining Company, and when you see the locomotives that are in the concepts, when you see the, the train going through the crossing, um, yep. they're all diesels, but they're all classic diesels. Like there was two, let's see if I remember, there was two um, F, there was an F7A unit, B unit, and then another A unit, and then there was a, I'm going to say it might have been a U30, yeah u U36, it's what they call a U-boat.
1: An old U-boat. Huh? An old U-boat. You said.
0: Yep. This it's it's U-36. That's a ta- It's a type of diesel. Yeah. They were built by. Believe it or not, they were. I can't remember if they were built by GE or if they were built by um, uh, Alco. I'm gonna. I I have to. I have to do their research on that. But I think they may have been. <laughs>
1: I yeah, I think you might be right.
0: You might be right. I'm gonna take taking you out back with me because my dog has to go out. Um, but uh, yeah, they that video. I couldn't believe it. I'm, I'm looking at that video and I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. Yeah. I said that's old school. I said that's we're talking old school Drop I, it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You so know, and
1: I remember, it was I so the, neat. Uh, the railroad came up in Masabi and. Uh, Todd mentioned and said that he he's released Masaki. Yes, that's
0: that is that so is
1: correct. The, the D M I R railroad. Mhm. Um, so we've figured out at least where we're gonna put this in our house, right? We've yes. figured out where we want it. So. I'll tell you how I ended up doing it, because I ended up watching a lot of uh, how-to videos on how other guys did it, because I had no idea. Um, There are (laughs) some good resources that you can find on YouTube, and I'm sure if you go to your local hobby shop, they'll have an idea on how to do it, too. Um, My local hobby shop is uh, Hub Hobby up in Richfield, Minnesota, and I tell you, if you are ever in town and want to go to a, a great place, um, there's one in Richfield and there's one up at Cannon Falls. And I'll tell you, everybody there in their departments knows what they're talking about. I was, into remote control. I was into a remote control for a while. Those guys know what they're doing. I actually called the railroad guys because I had an issue with one of my uh, HO GPs and um I had bought a sound value-ready Bachman uh, GP for my DCC controller and mm-hmm. noticed that I had sound. Well, I called him, and he goes, just because they are sound value-ready does not mean that they have <laughs> a sound chip in them. But here's the thing. On the box, it says sound value-equipped.
0: Huh.
1: So well,
0: yeah, you want to be careful. You want to be careful with that. Uh,
1: Yep. If it says Sound Value Equipped, it should have it should have the encoder in
0: it. But if it says yeah, But if it says Sound Value Ready, then you don't know if it's going to have the decoder in it or not. So. Yep. Um, but in the case of N scale, ninety nine percent of the locomotives you get are um, DCC ready, and yep. um, putting and putting that in. Having the decoder put in you wanna have somebody in the hobby shop do it for you. Don't try to do it yourself. Have somebody in the hobby shop do it yeah. for you. Because um, you don't trust me, you don't wanna you, you don't wanna mess things up. I'm telling if, you folks. Here's,
1: here's the thing with electronics folks. The blue smoke can only put be put in and taken out of electronics.
0: That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, in the case of, um, now, if you want to put some, now, if you really want to get technical and you want to put signals in on your layout, um, the one brand I can't, I can't recommend enough for um, your N-scale signals is a company called NJ International. They make some great railroad crossing signals. Um, because mm-hmm. at one time I had, I had a set of, let's see, I had a set of crossing gates with signals and then I also had a set of the, um, uh, what they call the cantilever railroad crossing signals and there's not a lot of places where you, where you, um, where you, um, you know, where you, where you see them anymore and, um. Yeah. I mean, I know they've got them out there where you live because I've seen a couple, you know, videos of them out there. Um, There's only a couple places I know of around, well, that I'm aware of. Like, I know Mm -hmm. when I went out to Fairport to do rail fanning in 2021, uh, they had a set there. And um, I also saw them.
1: You're in upstate New York, right?
0: Yes, that's correct. I live in upstate New York. Yep.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, because where Fairport is out in the western part of the state. I live in the eastern part of the state. But if you want it, but you know what? There are cantilevers up north, up near um, Ticonderoga. And then when you cross the border into Montreal, oh, my God, they've got them left and right up there. And then, of course, when you go into New England, like when you go into, you know, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, Massachusetts, oh, my God. The railroad, the freight railroad over there, loves using the cantilever over the highway signals. They they just absolutely love using those. And there's <laughs> good. There's like two. There's like several good spots I can think I know of where I've actually seen them in action. And if I ever get the chance, I'll try to um, share a couple of uh, YouTube links so you can see what I'm talking about. Um, I know, like. There's a lot of railroad crossings, you know, uh, that, um you'll find what they call, it's called a traffic light preemption. In other words, you get, you'll come up to these railroad crossings that not only have this tra- the, you know, the regular crossing signals, but they'll also have the traffic lights as well. And right. that's what they call a traffic light preemption. Now sometimes you will get a traffic light preemption where you have a traffic light and then there's a little signal Underneath it, when the train gets ready to come through, there's two little signals underneath it. It'll light up with a yellow light. Okay, it'll say R X R, like you know, like the railroad crossing sign. And underneath it'll say either um, no right turn or um, no left turn. Get get out of there! Sorry, <laughs> I'm yelling at my dog. I'm out in the backyard I'm getting after my dog. I apologize, folks. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's kind of neat. And then there was a. Um, I was watching a video of when we had in 20, I'm going to say it was in 2020 um, when they were working on the Hoosick tunnel, which goes from Hoosick, Massachusetts into, or Hoosick, New York. It starts in Hoosick, New York and it ends in, I can't remember where in Massachusetts it ends, but it was on the Boston and Maine and they were redoing the tunnel because I guess uh, part of the tunnel had uh, collapsed so, mm-hmm. when they had rerouted this huge auto rack train, i mean this was a rail fanner's dream come true seeing this sucker and i actually saw i actually went and watched it go by i went actually went down to forward and watched it go through It was really neat because it was a norfolk southern um uh auto rack or what they call the auto the, the auto rack train what they also call the auto racks and the container trains they call those intermodals um <laughs> but it was really neat because um this train had four local or no five locomotives pulling it because my father told me oh yeah my father told me the more engines on the train the heavier and longer it is and, and trust me this rack train was was really long um and it was kind of good that they did have um five locomotives because there's this when cuz when the train was going through um, Ludlow, Vermont, which is just outside of, uh, Mount Holly, Vermont. And I know exactly where that is. That's a pretty area. That's, that's got, there's some great rail fanning. Trust me, if you've never been to Vermont to go rail fanning, oh, trust me, there's some great spots over there to go rail fanning, believe me. Um, there's a huge trestle that goes over Vermont State 103. It's like a hundred and, I think it's like a hundred and... 10 feet up in the air. It's huge. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a long, it's a long drop, believe me. But they, they, but when the train was going across this trestle, they were going at the speed of a man's walk because of the length of the train and how heavy it was. Oh, I suppose. Um but, I suppose. huh? I suppose. Yeah, but the neat thing was is when it went through this one crossing in, um there's a couple crossings in Ludlow, where it's just, it's, there, it's a light, it's a protected crossing, it's got the lights and the bells, but it doesn't have any gates. But on the other side, as if you're coming towards, as if you're going into Rutland, there was a crossing, at that crossing, on the other side, the lights on the other side of the crossing, you had one set underneath the crossbuck, like you always see, and then there was a set on the top. And I'm saying to myself, why did they do, I'm like, I asked my father, I said, why, I said, dad, have you ever seen a crossing like that before? He said, no, I've never seen anything like it. And then there was another crossing I saw in the video. It was in Ludlow and um, it was, she had the signals underneath the cross and then there was another set of signals underneath that set of signals. And I was like, what is up with that? (laughs) So, it, it, you know, it's amazing how you know some of the railroads can you know configure some of some of the you know the the railroad crossings. It's like I've seen some interesting you know, I like I said I've seen some interesting uh, you know, track plate preemption crossings. I've seen some you know interesting you know crossings with the you know with the uh, signals. But um, like I said, if I can remember, I will send a link. I'll share the link on the on the page so you guys can see what I'm what I'm, you know, talking about with the crossing in Ludlow. But but that video of the um, the train getting rerouted because where the train was going to, it was going to um, I can't remember where in Massachusetts it was going to, but um, I know it was just over the border into Massachusetts where it was going to. But but if you watch that video, I'm telling you it's 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 mm. amazing I mean the the whole video of the auto rack going from um like I like the video I saw it was showed it showed it from going through Fort Edward, which is by me um all, you know up through um uh Whitehall and indiver you know and into Vermont and then into then they showed you know at the end of it when it went into um um uh, Massachusetts because like I said that train had to be rerouted because they were reworking um the uh Hoosic tunnel of course now it's all repaired and the trains you know go back and forth through there again and there is a you can take there is an Amtrak train you can take out of Albany that actually goes through that tunnel and from what I've what I've heard it's quite the trip it's kind my father it's quite interesting because um the Hoosic tunnel is, I've been, you know, it's like I've been thinking about putting it on the thing for the fair, I was thinking about putting it, you know, the entrance to a tunnel on my um, farm exhibit, my farm, the farm toy show, I was thinking about putting it on my Lego train exhibit for the farm toy show, I was thinking about putting a tunnel entrance, but then I was like, no, I don't know if I'm really going to, but, um, but what's so interesting about the Hoosick Tunnel is, when it was being built, they had, um, so you know, so many things happened, and some of the things that happened, you know, were not not the night. You know, we're not fun because they said in New York State it's the it's the most haunted train tunnel going from New York State into Massachusetts, and that's what I've heard from from a lot of people. Interesting.
1: Interesting.
0: Yep, there's that one, and then there's another video um, that I like that was taken out in the. Well, actually, it was in it was down towards uh, Bangor there's a uh, the Canadian Pacific, well, now it's Canadian Pacific, Kansas City, Southern. Um, they go Did through a little place called huge Belden. Merger.
1: Huh? That was a huge merger the other day.
0: Yeah, CPKCS, yeah. Um, yep. Well, there's a little place called Belden, New York, and right after the train goes through the crossing, it goes into the Belden Tunnel, and that tunnel is, from what I've heard, my well, of course, my father's never been on that route because when my dad worked for the, you know, well, now, when he worked for, well, of course, CPKCS was, you know, it used to be the Delaware and Hudson. That's what my father worked on. Uh, my father worked the branch line. My father worked the main line that went from uh, Rouse's Point to Menands, and then he worked the branch line going from Saratoga to cause and then the branch line going from uh, Fort Edward to, uh, Glens Falls. He never worked on the route that went out to, um Binghamton and Oneonta and, and a little bit, and a little bit in Pennsylvania. He never worked on that one. Um, but like I said, I'll try and remember to share some links to those videos because I gotta tell you something. If you're trying to figure out what you want to do for a railroad, cro- like railroad crossings and your train layout, these videos, I'm telling you, will give you some wonderful yeah. ideas. They will, oh yeah, They'll give you, a, it'll help. It'll give you some really, really good ideas. Um, you know, and it's just, it's a fun hobby. It's a relaxing hobby. And, you know, you learn so much. It's like, when you're doing mental railroading, it's actually a lesson. You're actually learning something about the different types of trains. Like, there's passenger trains. There's your mixed manifest, which is a mixed freight train. Um, You have your auto racks. You have your grain trains, which are the the covered hoppers. Um, You have your scrap metal trains. You have your ethanol trains, which are the tanks with the, with the, you know, the, the fuel, obviously. Um, and then you have your intermodals, which are the container cars or or well cars. I mean, there's two different, there's two different names for it. And plus too, you know, you're learning about the different kinds of rolling stock. Like you have, you have box cars, you have hoppers, you have covered hoppers, you have open gondolas, you have, uh, tank right. cars, you have, uh, top C's, which are the trailers on flat cars. That's the one my father taught me. You have auto racks. You have the, you know, the, the well cars. And then on the bigger freight trains that you see now, the only time you see a caboose is if it's the local, um, branch line runs. That's the only time you ever see a caboose is when it's on like the little branch, you know, the branch line runs. Because nowadays, when you see the, after the freight train goes through, the last thing you see on the freight train is called a FRED, and what that stands for is flashing rear-end device.
1: Or also known as EOT.
0: Yeah, EOTD, and the train device, that's correct. Of course, I'd, I'd say the nickname that my good friend who used to work for CSX calls it, but I'm not going to say it.
1: It's my understanding that the cabooses went away because the main function of the caboose was to watch for hot boxes and what people don't, if people don't know what the hot box is, that's the little box on the end of the axle that has the bearing in it. And if a bearing yeah, and then then to go, doesn't have grease, it'll start a fire.
0: That's right. And that's why when you see these little things sticking out of the ground by the railroad tracks, those are called hot box detectors. Um, it's just like, um, let me give you an example. This is this is what the Canadian Pacific one sounds like because I've heard it online. I'll say Canadian Pacific main line milepost 37.9 37 axle. No no defect detected. Canadian main line, Canadian Pacific out. That's what that one sounds like. And then the CSX one goes CSX defect detector, milepost three five nine point zero, no defects, no defects, total axle five seven zero. End of transmission. That's what that one sounds like. So I actually, so it's kind of cool. I actually know, you know, what they, you know, what they say, but if you actually hear the recording, which you can find on YouTube, it's, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. So, I've got a bunch of trains here. Um, kind of wanted to show off what we've got so far. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to mention that when I got my, when I got my first train, um, you know, and, and people think of it differently. Some people will piece and part it out because they want to go a certain way. They want mm-hmm. to go a certain railroad. They want to start out that way. But for me, I really didn't know which way I wanted to go. And so, the best way I think to do that, if you're thinking that way, is go with the starter set. The starter set. Exactly. Size, it gives you, um, it gives you a locomotive. It gives you Uh-oh. a couple pieces the of the stuff. And it gives you either a oval loop or a circle run of track. And that's exactly. basically, yeah.
0: Yep. Well, listen. Well, listen, Chris. I don't mean to mean to scurry off, but my father's calling. Yep. He's in. He's in the hospital. He's hopefully going to be coming home this weekend. He's doing a lot. The old railroad is doing a lot better. So, guys, I ask you please That's keep right. my dad in your thoughts. So, we'll yeah. talk to you soon. Take care, guys.
1: righty. Well, thanks for coming on, Kim, and we'll talk to you later.
0: You betcha. Bye bye.